Welcome in, everyone, to another banging episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 142 is here, and boy, do we have a big one for you. Alex from Treasure Island Comics joins us again as his L.A. Rams are in Super Bowl 56 against the Cincinnati Bengals. And yes, he is also back from a two, two-and-a-half-month hiatus. Uh, Comic Bookie Sean is back on the mic and talking Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl, and the NHL All-Star Game sucks NASCAR clash in LA and a couple NBA trades to discuss as well. And over in comics, there's plenty of books for us to get into uh, DC, Marvel, Boom Studios, AWA, just to name a few. And we have Academy Award nominations, Shang, including Shang-Chi and Spider-Man, uh, the book of Boba Fett we're talking about. And we're also talking about Tom Holland and how he wants to play Jack from Jack and Daxter, one of my favorite video games. No way. But this is the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's go. You know, folks, there's a lot of uh, great comebacks in the history of sports. You know, you have the great uh, Golden State Warriors coming back from three games to one against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Boston Red Sox, you know, coming back from down three games to none against the New York Yankees. And you can't mention the word comeback without the New England Patriots coming back from 28 to three against the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. And then you have players coming back, you know. You have Joe Burrow, who's about to play the Super Bowl in his second year, when after last year he has a horrendous injury. Clay Thompson coming back from you know two and a half seasons, but I think all of those comebacks can you know pale in comparison to what we are witnessing right here. Uh, back from two two and a half half months off after having his uh, his son Kaysen. Uh, Kambuki Sean is back on the mic for episode 142, sir. It's been since like October or November. But uh, it's great to have you back. How are you? Just you know, give us a quick little two, three minute spiel on everything. How how's life, bro? I just got to say the closest comeback to this might be Jordan coming back in '96. Uh, <laughs> no, it's you know what? Like you guys are all fathers. Best job in the world, man. Having Casey's has been the greatest joy, and I do not regret taking a minute off of work and just life and just being this guy's dad because. I know I've rent to a you know bookstore a couple of times and seen Alex, and he said the same thing. Like you're gonna learn something new every day. You're gonna see something yep. new in your kid, and it's just the best job in the world, bro. Like there's no burden. There's nothing I actually hate. Like actually, like the, like, the cliche, oh, you don't get sleep. You know, and my wife and I have a great system. We actually sleep <laughs> all right. Like I don't know, man. It's just like the only time he kind of cries and stuff is when he wants a bottle. But seeing this guy smile, I mean, t- he's two months today, actually. What are the odds mm-hmm. of that? Two months today, back on the pod. I mean, hey, life is the best, bro. A new perspective once that kid came out. And mm-hmm. hey, I can't put in the words, man. <laughs> it's the best job in the world, though, for sure. Nice. Yep, well, we're glad to have you back, sir. Um, Congratulations. Alex, yep. Yeah, oh, congrats for the uncles to meet him, man. Meet all you guys for sure. Right. And he has his uh, his shots pretty soon, you said? He gets his shots tomorrow morning, so I know it's mm. supposed to be like four or five, but we already sent an email that we kind of don't want him taking that many at once. So I think we might yeah. break it down, have like one or two tomorrow, and just see how he reacts. But yes, he's going to start getting some shots, and we'll start setting up some play dates, and just, actually just introduction dates, so mm-hmm. you can actually see, you know, meet you guys. But yeah, man, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. He's, oh, he's Alex got the chubby thighs, right? He's got, oh, yeah, he got the chubby thighs. thighs and the chubby cheeks. Man, load him up with all the shots. Hit him up, light him up. 
yeah it sucks because actually like you you feel for them but you know getting the shots in the leg but then like my daughter just got her first round of shots in the arm and that's like even even worse like you think that the leg is is killer but it's like no they have really in, in, my, in my daughter she's a twig so they have to like pinch her tr- tricep mm. and oh man it was i wasn't there like my wife actually went for the first time to get the kid shots but yeah it was all bad um <laughs> Alex, you're two weeks removed from uh, jumping on the show and talking about your Rams beating, <clears throat> sorry, yeah. Sean's 49ers. So uh, right, now your Rams episode. are in the later. Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a close game, man. That was a crazy game. I thought for sure we were going to lose it until that fluke at the end there. That was all crazy, man. Yeah, you guys Sean? deserved it, though, man. You guys deserved it. Like I said to many people, and it's actually the first time I think I've talked to Alex about that game mm-hmm. since, I would take – that win over the six or seven in a row because the other ones don't mean nothing if you don't get to the Super Bowl. But hey, What's, all props to the Rams. I mean, you guys, you guys are the arguably best roster in football. When you actually take a just glimpse at it, like there's a star on like every level of that defense. Yeah. You got a great quarterback, a good offense. You're almost doing what you should be doing. That's why it wasn't like, damn, we lost. It's like it sucks we lost, but I mean, we did uh, lose to the a- better team. That was a tough game. I'm glad it was Niners Rams for the conference uh, championship. Too. I didn't want to see like right there, or Green Bay in there. You know, it was much better. It was a good game. That was tough, man. I was sweating bullets the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's where you see that you need that quarterback on that last drive. I mean, and Jimmy pulled that out the last oh, yeah. game of the season versus you guys to get us to the playoffs. But I had a feeling before that drive happened, like uh, – Rams are about to clinch up a little bit. I'm not sure we're going to be able to pull this one off. But, well, it's tough. You know. I mean, Jimmy G, he, he played super injured, man. He's not a bad quarterback. He's just a little injury prone, yeah, unfortunately. Of course, of course. No, hey, you guys are off to Cincinnati. You know, off to L.A. to face Cincinnati. <laughs> but, hey, man, right. it's going to be a goodie. Overall, you know, well, waiting Rams to see the, this week. And Rams are visiting team, although we're home, which is weird. So Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah. Sean, real quick before we get into the actual game, what do you foresee over the off season with Jimmy G? And because we assume that Trey Lance is going to be there to start, you know they wouldn't they wouldn't use that first round pick, you know, to just have him sit there for a couple years. So is he Jimmy G in traded. a Niner uniform? Oh uh, no, he. I mean, do I think there's like an outside shot he stays? And I kind of wouldn't mind it. I would say still he gives us the best chance to win over Trey. There's no doubt about it. This Trey kind of maybe make the playbook open up a little bit more because his intangible is sure. But I mean. Considering Jimmy's already said he's talked to John about wanting to find a winning situation. We're already talking about going after Tyrod Taylor for a backup quarterback. I mean, you know, it's kind of there to be, you know, just if you're going to trade him, just trade him. Get what you can out of him. You you get a second, I'm happy. I mean, I'm hearing first, he ain't no first round pick. Come on now. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Sure. Exactly. You get a second, I'm already like, damn, that's a steal. But, you know, you walk away with the third, maybe two, I'll be happy. Pittsburgh, maybe, right? That's one of the rumors. Pittsburgh, Tampa, Carolina, and Denver. There's like the four teams I'm hearing. What's up, High Nooner? What's up, Mark? How's it going, man? What's up, brother? How you been? How's the week going? Good, good, good. Good, just looking up some of these uh, lines and props so we can get into, have some fun a little bit later when when we get down into the fun and uh, the dessert of the the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl talk. Did you you recognize Sean when he jumped on? The new oh, guy. That face. Can't forget <laughs> that face. Been seeing that face since I was probably seven years old. Day one years. since day one, man. Shoot, at least. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the game. So I think currently, I, I at least I looked this earlier this afternoon. Oh, by the way, um, 
Speaking of Alex, uh, this episode is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, is New Comic Book Day. So go and visit the shop or or your local comic book store and go get your pull list ready. Alex, he has a- anything you want, old and new. And if he doesn't currently have it, then he can damn sure order it for you. So go and get your books tomorrow. So uh, let's get into the game. Like I said uh, just a minute ago. I looked earlier today. Are the Rams still sitting at minus four and a half? Well, I see four here, but I mean, it's, it's been bouncing too, around. Mm-hmm. I see it shaded more usually towards four, four and a half than I do see a three and a half. I think there might have been some three and a halfs that might have hit the market uh, certain times and points mm-hmm. throughout these last couple week and a half or whatnot. But I think that um, I think. Uh, I it's I don't know I think it's probably going to close at four. Do you guys think it's going to close on a hook or it's going to close on a straight number? Well, you would hope. I mean, I to you guys. I mean, I hope that it closes on minus four and a half because on some of those sites you can buy up to a five. You know. Yeah. If I if I have to stick to a four, but, but a five is again, kind of a is five is a dead number kind of in yeah. football really. Well, that's true because if you know, there's really there is a difference. But usually when it comes to football scores, there's no difference between three and a half and four, right? It's, you know, it's, it's a three, it's a three point game. Like we don't often well, see it. maybe a like a difference, th- maybe like a 24, 20 game, but there's, you know, a lot of those scores are like, you know, by three. So if you can get at least four, four and a half, um, I would like to take Cincinnati. I mean, that's my thinking now. Um, but man, I don't know. Like what me and Alex were talking about in pre-production, if the Rams themselves, if their defensive line gets to Joe Burrow like the That's Titans did, it's game. It is it's a game. Wrap. They're going to win by a 10. You know, that's that's my thinking is that Joe Burrow won't be able to. The Rams defense isn't going to give them chance. At least the front seven is not going to give them those chances that Tennessee did. Actually, sorry, their offense, because Tannehill played like garbage. And I don't uh-huh. think that Stafford will play that bad, you know, with all the weapons that they have on offense. So. He's got to get in rhythm. He's got to get in rhythm early. Yeah. And they're going to run the ball first, probably. Yeah. I was just about to ask you, Alex. I mean, you are the Rams, you know, resident fan. Rams win if. What do you guys need to do offensively and defensively? I mean, defensively, I think we agree. It's the pass rush. Get the burrow. I think you can control the game. That's what Mike and I are saying. Like, if they if they if they blitz, they're going to expose uh, corners and stuff, and and Burrow's going to eat them up. He's really good against the blitz, just like Stafford's really good against the blitz, right? Those guys will eat up a blitz. Um, Rams will win if they run the ball. Like I, I said, you know, not not the last game of the Niners, the the, the game before, actually, the, the two previous games, the, the Niners ran so hard on the Rams in those games, and I think it gave Sean McVay a good midseason lesson to just run the ball, control the clock, kind of do old school football, right? Because like December, I think the Rams are number one rush, rushing team in the league. We just ran the ball like crazy that month after the Niners had beaten us. And they got to run the ball, play fundamental, boring football. There's, they want to make the big splash play. Of course, it's the Super Bowl, right? So, every, I, I mean, God, you expect to see like Cup get out on there and uh, Beckham Jr., of course, get out there and stuff. But I, I would I would hope that they run the ball well. Just run the ball well. Get to that pass, which like I said, ease off on the blitz. And Jalen Ramsey's got to be on chase probably most of the time but they'll hit whoever he's not on right i mean that, that quarterback is sharp he's he needs to get the ball out he's really good it, yeah. it worry me what it, do you think about the, the other side of the quick. coin what do the Bengals do to win the football game is there something oh, like man, that we you know that we don't know about the rams that they can expose or attack 
I think like if, if the minute you get the Rams off their game, like the Patriots always do, they, they just the team wilts real quick, right? Like when if they expect one thing and the offense comes out just slinging the ball, like if they expect a running start and, and Cincinnati's just hitting on like wheel routes or options and stuff real quick and gets them in a rhythm, Rams don't like that, right? They, they don't like being run up the middle. The linebackers don't tackle up the middle very well. That's been a, a problem for the, the whole season. Um, I mean, and Mixon's a ridiculous running back, dude. So, I mean, if that guy starts like – up the middle, getting like six yards of carry that they could just take it to us and get the Rams on their back foot real quick. Then they feel the need to throw the ball more, right? That's when Stafford gets a little happy. Change the mentality they want, already. Yep. They want to hit that big hit, you know. They want to try to get that little guy out there in, in a zone coverage. It's that little drop play that goes right between somebody, you know. That's that's what I think. I mean, they've been good at that kind of football this year, but it's it, it's it's you know they don't like being pushed around too much. I don't think this year the Rams are <laughs> they're a little more fi- finesse than a. Than a grinded out team, you know. They like those timing routes. So they like getting the offense out there. If you jam with those guys and stop that, that that tends to change them a little bit. So, and in my opinion, with the line holding at where it's holding at, with you know a lot of the sentiment, sentiment I believe being kind of on Cincinnati. In my oh, opinion, yeah. although I have heard you know a lot of on shows that I listen to and just guys that I know and pages that i follow and whatnot i you know i think that there are sharps you know on the rams which is a good thing to hear but you know i everybody i talk to know you know they're not going to steer away from laying or taking the points with macaulay culkin right Mm -hmm. i think that uh i think that (laughs) you know the line in my opinion is kind of telling us something that we want to know because if a lot of people are you know you obviously had that four and a half million dollar bet by that mattress mac guy right that mm-hmm. he's taking cincinnati I, I forgot if he took the i think did he take the points or did he take the money line i think it was money line it was like four and a half might mil. have been money line what which whatever i mean whatever it is um if you like a team to win you might as well take them on the money line because i think the last 13 super bowls if i'm not mistaken the team that has won the super bowl has actually covered the spread for the game uh the game in my opinion the line is kind of telling to me i don't know if it's because the star power like you guys were mentioning earlier that uh if they're going to be able to control all the ram star power the line is kind of telling me that they're going to have a little bit of a issue with it you know you look at this rams team they were a bad call away from the damn refs in cincinnati against the raiders and uh, you know a Derek Carr fumble away, pretty much two plays of that game that turned it around. That Cincinnati doesn't even advance. They get sacked nine times over there in Tennessee, and it looks like that game could have come out close if it was. I mean, you know, the other way as well. If it wasn't for Tannehill shit in the bed, throwing I think three interceptions, the hundred million dollar man getting uh, just completely exposed for Tennessee, and um, you know, just then. They go into Kansas City and just pull off a miraculous comeback, kind of something that you would have expected Tennessee to do. I mean, sorry, Kansas City to do instead of uh, of the Cincinnati being able to go and do that inside of Arrowhead Stadium after being down, what, 18 points, 21 to mm-hmm. three, I think they were. Yeah, it was and then crazy. with Kansas City just completely blowing any chance of trying to get some more points on the board right before halftime. When you're mm-hmm. gonna get the ball coming back out of the tunnel, right? And you could have gone up by three to make it three. twenty, at least twenty-four to three, right? And you're still twenty-one to three. You come back out after halftime. You're pretty much a snow show. I think I saw that Patrick Mahomes' QBR in the first half was like ninety-eight 
something and then in the second half it was like one or negative one or something <laughs> they just got completely obliterated i don't know if it was the, the vegas made the call at halftime you know hey guys we need you guys to lose you guys just uh there's too much money on parlays and money lines riding on you guys so it's just crazy because uh throughout the season i do see that kansas city defense did improve a whole bunch compared to their first five games of the season they were not too good, you know, but Spagnola kind of turned that thing around and they had a pretty decent defense, in my opinion. And for them to not be able to hold and especially for that offense, not be able to produce anything in that second half of that game and to propel, you know, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow into, you know, Jamar Chase into these uh, Super Bowl down in L.A. It's just kind of mind blowing to me. So, I mean, it's just that one thing you have to ask yourself as a handicapper, as a sports fan, as a you know, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, just someone that just in general, what you think, like, is there an end of the road going to come for this team? Are they even supposed to be here? I feel like the Rams, in my opinion, kind of should be here. There were some teams that showed some grit throughout the season, like Arizona looked like they had a chance to be here. Green Bay, obviously, San Francisco coming down that stretch, and they obviously were a game away. But um, I think the Rams and like I said, you know, I give props to Alex at the shop the other day because I remember him telling me right before the season started, he actually said, I like the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I think they're going to be juiced to want to play in their own stadium. And, um, you know, although the Niners did cover that spread, a lot of people were on that trendy underdog in that game with the Niners three and a half, you know, by a half point up to four. Some people got it at four. A lot of people were on that under trendy underdog and uh, it obviously cashed. Right. So Niners didn't win, but they did cover that spread. And uh, I don't know, is another trendy underdog going to cash in this Super Bowl? Uh, your guys's opinion is Cincinnati going to cover the four is the Rams. I kind of, you know, is I, am I going to middle it? I kind of like the Rams money line, maybe try to get Burrow plus four and a half. But then I don't know. I could see maybe, uh, you know, the, the Cincinnati getting down, trying too hard, maybe kind of losing by six or something. It's a I tough one. It's a tough one. It could be a game to me, in my opinion, that you kind of just watch, see how it starts playing out the first quarter. And then maybe, you know, kind of see if a team goes down by like 10 points, maybe get plus seven on someone. Because I think it's going to be within a six, seven point game either way. So if I can get a plus seven underdog either way, I think it'd be a it'd be a fun bet to place, and I think it's going to be a pretty damn fun Super Bowl to watch, man. Your guys' thoughts? Sorry, I was kind of long winded on that one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys. Breath. Jesus, I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys have the floor. You know, I'm going to look up some numbers and I'll rest for a minute, man. Well, <laughs> well first of all, Alex, like, uh, is it next year or two years from now the Raiders are hosting the Super Bowl? So, so before that season two starts, two years, right? Can, can you please, years. can you please have a feeling that the Raiders are going to get? Oh my <laughs> god, I would love that. I would play love at that. home. But <laughs> McDaniel's coach McDaniel's is tough for the Raiders, man. That's, that's still weird tough, as hell for me. That's a tough sell, I think, for the fans. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I mean, he's but, such okay. an outsider. Maybe he makes them organized or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think Cincinnati could totally win the game. I mean, th- that team can score in a hurry, as we saw. Man, I, they're they're like coasting on all the good fields. It feels like to me, to some degree. Yeah. The Rams. I mean, like I, you know, Mark and I talked. Yeah, I thought the Rams are totally going all in to, to try to get Super Bowl. Of course, having it at home, that they were such a motivation to play in this game. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's a, it's gonna be a tough one. It's I mean, it, it, it's, I like the I mean, Rams though, so, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope the Rams' experience from a couple of years ago helps a little bit, right? Although Zach Taylor was on that staff as the quarterbacks coach, so he's got a feeling for the week. 
but you know, McVeigh, because McVeigh got schooled in that game, dude. Belichick just whooped that dude up and and schooled him publicly, and I hope that pays off this Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things like Mark was just saying, like you can make arguments for either one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so is it one of those ones where you catch a lot, uh, you know, catch a live bet, you know, like mm-hmm. where if the Rams go down early, like seven zero, three zero, and you can get it, you know, under three, you know, if, like if it goes mm-hmm. down, or, or, or I mean. You get the bangle. Yeah, if, if it creeps down below the four, the three, then snatch it up right there, you know. So I don't know. And then, you you know, it's always those second half adjustments as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was telling Mark a couple weeks ago about the Niners and Packers. It was like they had negative yards, you know, at halftime. But they were down only 7-0. They blocked that field goal. And I told my wife, I was like, watch, they're going to come back and win. Like, oh, yeah. Those, those second half adjustments are going to be freaking key. So, you know – Obviously, about- points points off turnovers is what I always talk about too. If if they can minimize mistakes, but then capitalize on the mistakes that they mm. kind of you know receive. I don't know. What about that yeah. total, guys? What's it? Go at? ahead, Alex. Uh, both those guys sting the ball around. There should be a couple picks in the game, right? <laughs> yeah, it has to be at least two. Couple yeah, herbs. The total sitting at forty-eight and a half. You guys have any thoughts on? I mean, I know Sean said something earlier, 2420, yeah, that's, that's 44. That's getting a push on the with the with the, with this with the spread. 48 and mm. a half is pretty high. I think it's going to be kind yeah. of an electric Super Bowl in my opinion down in Hollywood, you know. You always hope so. Um, oh, it's going to be a defensive dud win by three points. Oh, man. 10-6. <laughs> that, 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 that 13-3 spectacular with Jared Goff a couple years ago. Oh, exactly oh. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. If the Rams or, show up and score three points this Super Bowl, McVay, you're out of here, McVay. Don't do that. You're out of here. Or the, um, or the Saints and Broncos. Or not Saints, uh, Seahawks and Broncos, where that first score was the safety. So oh, it's yeah. threw up yeah. everyone's yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone squares. Like, everyone, everyone was screwed. Shit. <laughs> that was, what's his yeah. name, right? That was uh, Peyton Manning, the first hike of the game, I think. That was the first yeah. hike yeah. of the game. Yeah, that was, yeah at, over at, uh, they played in New York that year. That's when I was watching it at 3 o'clock in the morning in London. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, uh, I, I mean, if I'm going to give my pick, um, I like... Do I go? Do I go against Smoking Joe? You know. Oh my God. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go. Damn it. All right. I'll I'll go L. A. You know, the California team. You know. And by the way, like how you know it's it's tough. I I mean I'm, I'm of course you know everyone who's listened to 141 and a half episodes knows that I'm a huge like Niner just non fan hater and blah blah you know. But how hard has it been being a fan of this team in this in this uh, division, Sean? I was just telling Alex like six of the last ten Super Bowls have featured a team from the NFC West. So it's like, and then for a good part of this season, it was looking like the fourth team, the Arizona Cardinals. So it's like, you know, like Trey Lance better, you know. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because, I mean, in all that, you know, when Jimmy came to our team, we were an 0-8 team. And we've been to the Super Bowl twice since he came to this team, the NFC Championship. And if anyone told me that was going to happen, I'd say, you're out of your freaking mind. So, you know. Even going back to Cap, Cap got us. I mean, in my, you know, in the last what twelve, fifteen years, I've been to three Super Bowls or uh, two Super Bowls, a couple NFC championships. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a spoiled division right now for sure. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think I'm going to go LA. I think they're actually going to win this one. 
it's going to be a you know you always look at the storylines too not just the the x's and o's and the numbers of the game right stafford was in detroit paid his dues he was an unbelievable quarterback <laughs> stats wise but just he was never given a, a, a like a winning product except for maybe calvin johnson for a couple of years you know so now he gets traded it was a blockbuster trade swapping quarterbacks He's put into a, a, a fantastic roster. They did what people thought that they should because of the ro- – you know, just like what you said, Sean. They have like the best roster you know, on paper in the NFL arguably. So I think that they finally get it done. Uh, Joe Burrow, you know, love the guy, but he's only his second year in the NFL. He'll have plenty of chances to play against Josh Allen, Mahomes, you know, all those other AFC quarterbacks and battle it out over the next uh, decade, decade and a half. And it's going to be exciting to watch. But I think that the the Rams win by six. I like Rams by uh, at least a touchdown. I'll go uh, nine or ten at least. I think Rams big time. I'm actually with Sean on this one. I'm sure it's Sean on this one. Although I think like it'll be under 250 passing yards, a lot of running the ball. But Stafford gets a couple out. Yeah, I think it would be one of those like it'll look closer than what it is, but it'll still be a comfortable scoring. Yeah, at least ten. Well, the teams know each other very well. The coaches know each other very well. It's like, man, when that happens, the Rams the games tend to go low scoring, kind of grind them out a little bit until they just wait for a mistake to happen. Like the Niner games, they're usually pretty tight for a while there, right? Because the teams know each other so well, and then a couple of places blow it open one way or the other. That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. And these teams right, do know each other pretty good, right? What you said between Zach Taylor and McVay yeah. being on that on oh, the squad. So and Jamar Chase, like you and I talked about this last week, Mark. Jamar Chase with Burrow is ridiculous, dude. That that is unbelievable connection. I think the Rams have a, a tough day with that. That young and doing it the way they're doing oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, because that's what I mean. Like if if the defensive line for the for the Rams gives problems you know gives joe burrow problems but if he's got Mixon, if he's got jamar chase if he got if he has those guys in the flats and can make just like mm-hmm. oh kind of just check down but those guys can break tackles and make plays yeah, yep. you got to watch out for that as well yep. so you know and then, it's, so and then of course so blitz you have less secondary to kind of come come over and help out so yeah it's yeah no blitzes please our safeties are not that great man come on the back end's pretty loose over there <laughs> like don't don't do that don't overload yeah. Jamar right, Chase, right. Jamar Chase, you're looking at between about 78, 80 yards receiving. Cooper Cup, 105 ish. Mm. If you yeah, like Cooper get, Cup, pretty much Cooper Cup goes over 100. 100 yards. Okay, yeah, that's that's a shoe yeah. in. Um, actually, Mark, I want to tell you, you weren't on the call yet, but I'm going to say that. Um, can you give me, if you can search, what is the over under on the uh, time for the national anthem? Um, I, I saw this little like TikTok mm. or a little Instagram video of this of this uh, gal. She was doing some research on the person who's singing the national anthem. Who don't, is singing it? I don't know. I was just going to say that. Don't ask me who it is. I don't know. <laughs> but the over under is like 95 seconds, which is historically low because it's usually around two minutes, like 120 seconds. And so this girl, she goes back to a bunch of these big um, you know, events that she's done the national anthem for. And she does, you know, she goes, she does the stopwatch from the beginning and to the end. And then she averages it out and it comes out to like 86 seconds. So it's like not even nine seconds lower than what, um, she is, you know, than what the actual line is at. And I think they were like, I think her name's like Mixie or Mindy something because they were calling her like quickie Mixie or quickie Mickey or it's Mickey something. It's Mickey something. Mickey Guyton. So, Mickey. Yeah. Guyton so they were like, yeah, they were, call, they, were, they were saying, Oh, it's, it, it's quickie Mickey or whatever. So hopefully they, you know, 
I'm not I'm over not sure 95 seconds is juiced at about almost 150 under. You can get about over or even money. About yeah. So you're oh, looking so at the favorite so, is so over. under 95 seconds, and you're getting and you're getting a, a better deal. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Oh, god, oh. that means it's gonna go like two minutes. She's gonna hold a couple notes, like oh, you know, god. no, no, she'd be nervous and get through it real quick. Nervous, nervous, right. go right through. Hopefully, hopefully. But Mark, go ahead and give your pick, and any other props um, you want to give out and get because this guy right here in the top right corner of your live feed right now has to go soon. This guy, this yeah. guy. Um, there's all um, first performing artist shown live during halftime. Let's go through some of this fun stuff. Multiple <laughs> artists is plus 190. Snoop Dogg, three to one. Dre, three and a half to one. Eminem, four to one. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly I'd, say, I'd say I'd say Snoop or Dre comes out first or multiple. Yeah. Oh, no but, way. Dre's like third with my name is like late. My name is like late. That'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna like I don't know. Ice Cube's not in this. The, he, Ice Cube's Ice saying Cube, that the Ice Cube Ice could only get NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. he couldn't he couldn't cut it for uh for the Super Bowl, huh? <laughs> he probably didn't so, want to. He's like the Raiders aren't in it. Screw. It. He's gonna he's gonna get the one in Vegas for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that he's, for sure. Realistic, yes. he'll be able to yes. perform at the Vegas one in a couple years. So. I'll take uh, the Rams to win on the money line. I guess I'll take uh, Home Alone and uh, Mr. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. To, you're breaking, you're breaking up the uh, – all right, all right. So, oh, so yeah. Matt Stafford MVP, man. He's going to have the Cinderella. I can't, have all four yeah. of us. I can't have all four of us with Rams in a blowout by six or more. <laughs> no, all Stafford's right. going to get a storybook ending though, right? They're gonna, he's, it's going to be suddenly justified for all that crazy shit the Rams did in the offseason. You know, because right. like, winning's all the best picks, deodorant and yeah. all that stuff, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's all what I mean. This is one Super Bowl to make it worth it. Yep, all those stats exactly. that he already has accumulated, all those accolades he has, if he wins this Super Bowl, he is a Hall of Famer. Because if you want to put yeah. like Eli Manning in, you know, with <laughs> I mean, yes, he did beat the Patriots twice, but when you want to like that caliber of quarterback, if Matt Stafford wins this Super Bowl on Sunday, he is a Hall of Famer. Really? I mean, oh, look yeah. at the numbers. If you were to hide his face and look at his numbers and see one <laughs> Super Bowl, I mean Elon Musk. I mean, just compare him to the other guys. Like he has way better stats than guys like Joe Namath. Joe Namath only won one. The only thing I'll say though is he played on I mean, I know Alex has to get off, you know, soon. But the only thing I'll say about Stafford though is his numbers are very inflated. How many Megatron, games is he man. trailing in Detroit and Megatron? Mm-hmm. And look at how many average attempts he has. I know you you know, how do you really judge that? Oh, he's the other players, but it's like I, his numbers are hella the, inflated. He's the number one shit time freaking uh, yeah. quarterback, garbage time quarterback. They used to call garbage, garbage time. It's hard for me to say he's a Hall of Famer, but if you actually get technical, what Mike is saying, just pure numbers in Super Bowls, oh, of course he is. But what about what, what about Kyler? Kyler's not happy in Arizona or something's going on with that. I saw that. Like he maybe people are speculating mm-hmm. he's gonna go play for the A's. It's like that's awesome. Please, we don't do want it. you anymore. We don't want you. Get out of here. <laughs> if he we said he wanted to come to Oakland, you go and take him. <laughs> we wouldn't win anyways. We wouldn't win anyways. <laughs> You Actually, you know, Mc... we don't have to worry about Trout anymore. So maybe no, I'm kidding. Hey, may, hey, yeah. maybe, hey, maybe this year McVeigh wins and next year McDaniel's wins. Uh, McDaniel's, he might make the playoffs. Yeah, Ronald McDonald is going to win. Yeah, McDaniels. McDonald's is going to win after. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, I will Alex, say, Alex, so, uh, good luck. Yeah, I know you have you. a very yes. fun, buy some stress, but good luck on Sunday, big time. I am nervous for the game, man. Of course, until oh, it's over. God. 
But owner of our great sponsor, comic book store, uh, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go visit the shop every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Alex, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you hopefully in the next few months for our second quarter visit. All right. Later, Alex. I'll see you guys soon, man. Thanks. And there you have it, folks. Thank you so much, Alex from Treasure Island Comics, joining us for episode 142. We'll be right back to continue the collision course of sports and comics. And we are back from our short break. Uh, We have a lot more to come. So thank you very much for watching us live on YouTube right now. And if you're listening after this episode has been released, thank you so much. 142 episodes, nearly three years of doing this shit. Um, We are so, so excited. And we're also glad, again, to have Sean back on the show, uh, bro. So uh, we were just talking before we, um, you know, during our break. And, dude, these these all-star games are just getting out of hand. Um, The NHL all-star game is, like, okay, um, I mean, I mean, I would probably put the major league baseball is probably the best because you're, you know, obviously guys aren't going to throw 60 miles an hour. They're going to try to gas you. Right. And these guys yeah, don't also, day, also you know? don't want to strike out. So they're going to try, uh, the NHL and the NBA is kind of like stagnant, like the same, but now the pro bowl is just unbelievably just whack the whole, like everything you're telling me about the skills competition. It was just unbelievably stupid. Yeah, baseball is the only one that you still have a level of competition because what you said, you still got to throw a fastball. You still got to hit a fastball. Uh, basketball, they don't really try until the fourth quarter. And I think it was like two All-Star games ago. It was like the last It was like the last five minutes. It was probably the best five minutes of like almost basketball i ever seen where you've seen it was literally the best 10 guys in the NBA and they were going at it like it was entertaining. Uh, hockey, it's definitely right above the Pro Bowl because I did watch a little bit of those three-on-three tournaments, you know, that they had. The Pacific, Atlantic, and what so, and the divi- you know, the defenses, little stick checking, little poke checking is like, mm-hmm. I get it. Skills competition, though, I do love. I do like the one on ones. I do like the accuracy shots. But mm-hmm. oh, Pro Bowl, it, you might as well just eliminate it. Like you're actually fans are actually wasting their money. You're literally going there to watch them play tag football. It's not even freaking flag. It's like. But there's still tens of thousands of people that pack that stadium that pay money. So why wouldn't they have the game? And yeah, then you have you said it. It's money. It's it's embarrassing, man. Yeah. It sucks. And then you have a uh, good old Alvin Kamara getting in trouble. So there's another excuse. Like I don't know, another stain for Vegas. I mean, I'm not saying it bad way. It sucks though. It's actually true. It's like it's, a horrible, t- it's a horrible take, Sean. According to according to a certain user on Twitter, it's a horrible take that uh, that you know Vegas is a bad city for the NFL and its and its young players. Yeah, horrible take. I mean, you know, when I look on like my Instagram and what ninety percent of the players are showing them doing at night is at the club having bottle service. You, you you can figure out the rest, and I'm not mm-hmm. making any assumptions that they're gonna do something wrong. But you're already in a hey. Are you on a vacation? Or are you here for the Pro Bowl? Yeah. You know. Exactly. Know. Mark, I'm going to assume that you didn't watch any of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I didn't watch none of the Pro Bowl. I heard about the Kamara thing. I don't know if NASCAR has said anything because I know um, is it, it hasn't Kamara been like an ambassador, mm-hmm. ambassador, ambassador or something yeah. for like He's actually NASCAR. the only one who uh, hit anybody this Pro Bowl weekend. All the players. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, it kind of sucks for him and just, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can really put that on Vegas. That's kind of more on him being just, you know, 
dumb, really. They're stupid, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, why just you put money? You in got fame. the money. You got the money. You know, all the spotlight's gonna be on you, bro. Like, just I get it. You know, someone could have really taunted him in the elevator, or whatever the hell happened. Who knows? I haven't seen nothing. I don't even know if there is anything. But taunted him. He yeah. punched him full eight times. Who was running away from his group? And he says, what? "Well, I thought he did someone something to a, you know someone in my group." Wasn't it an elevator? Did... No, well, I maybe they're getting off the elevator. I think he like may have said something to the group, and he like started like running away. There's like a little scuffle that like, came off on the side, but I guess supposedly he punched some guy eight times, and it's just like because he called him a doo doo head or something, or no, bro, man. Oh my god, you can't. The you level of this, man. I mean, I could be a multi-millionaire. You can call me any word you say, and I'm just gonna smile. Hey, my life's good, man. Who <laughs> you're an average nobody. I'll never see you again, dude. Just self-control. Yep. I mean, and you would think that as they get older, you know, like if I if I heard that story, you know, 10 years ago, maybe I would have said, yeah, man, I would have said something back to him or I would have popped him one time, you know. But now at, at the age we are, it's like, oh, my God, this guy's a freaking moron, you know. God. Can't fix stupid, bro. It's just jokes. In fact, we weren't talking about this. Like, this is the shit that they're talking about. They're probable, man. That's probably bigger news than the game. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, and then how many of the sponsorships he's going to get taken away? You know, like what Mark was saying, is he going to be able to go to the Coca-Cola 600 and represent the NFL uh, for, you know, at the NASCAR races? Maybe, a, maybe not. It seems like it seems like NASCAR itself is a more forgiving sport than um, a lot of other sports. You know, we, you know, are defending champion Kyle Larson, what he did two years ago, you know. So mm-hmm. who knows about what, what's going to happen there? But I mean, God, dude. They'll just Come have on. Kamara take sensitivity training. <laughs> yeah right that's right mm-hmm. i was gonna i mean i think actually kind of segues pretty good because we were talking about like all-star type of games and actually going into the clash you know it's you know the entry mm-hmm. you know the first race of the season and i did watch bits and pieces how do you guys like well especially marks i know you know you're very huge on it being in la in the coliseum and you see them accelerate for god two seconds before they have to start decelerating <laughs> around the corner how do you like that kind of race in I, I think know it's before, cool. before NASCAR for me, I was like, uh, I ain't watched some damn cars turn freaking to the left the whole damn time. Oh, that started, they, exactly. Not that, how it used to be. And now we're like, damn, NASCAR is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, oh, it, it, it gets a little hard after a while for me to watch it. I think the best part is when you see that car is able to like strategically, boom, this is my chance to get ahead of them. You, yeah. And it's, and it's so weird to like see that it takes like 15 laps to do that. Like he's exactly. on his like how are you on someone's strike. ass for that's like cool. That's the coolest yeah. part of that. I will say that, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, dude, and catching how, them's one thing, passing them's another. Passing them's another. That's dude, right. I, dude, I mean, go to answer your question, dude. I actually loved it, to tell you the truth. A lot of the earlier Of course um, you did. Not yeah, but I mean, even not uh trucks, but uh, like Arca series, K and N series, you know, those they, they, they run on tracks like that sometimes, you know, little quarter mile ringers and whatnot. But, you know, I enjoy them. It's obviously I don't think you can run like a full field on a track like that. It'd be just too congested, you know, 36, 38 cars, whatever it is, just with um, 40 cars, just, um, you know, just in a quarter mile. But the the way they did it, hey, you know, you went in there. Who knows? Who knows what could have happened? I thought that you know it does rain in California sometimes. Would have been crazy if it would rain on their parade when they had all that set up. I think that 
a lot of things could have gone wrong um, and just had a bad look. But you see NASCAR really, in my opinion, from what I saw, like, I don't know if you noticed, like, when, uh, doc, not Dr. Dre, when Ice Cube was performing, the little halftime that they had where they got mm-hmm. to adjust mm-hmm. on the cars a little bit and whatnot, uh, you see the cameras for Fox, they're like going, they're, 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 they're panning out to the brothers. They panning out to the, uh, the college kids, the, you know, yeah. the, the Asians That's they're right. like, you know, they're trying to show like, okay, we're trying to be like diverse. We're trying to gain new audience. Definitely. They got the new car. They, they weren't straight downtown LA or whatever, not downtown, but pretty damn close, you know, South, uh, mm-hmm. South central, if you will. Sean went on the um, the Salgado tours out there. Maybe Salgado tour bit, LA, but, baby. But <laughs> no, nah, dude, it's wild. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, the whole heat races, it made for a very long day. If you followed like practice and qualifying on Saturday, they had a pretty good extensive uh, two hour practice. They had a, like an hour and a half or two hour qualifying session, I think. And then uh, the heat races was pretty long and just uh, the main event with uh, all the breaks and the ice cube and the performances and the hoopla and whatnot. Uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly did enjoy that clash. Don't really have anything too bad to say about it. Good. The cars look a, all right. They don't yeah, look Yeah, there great. was a few hiccups with the interiors of the car. Like yeah. Denny Hamlin, there was a few, you know, they're going to work the kings out with the new, with the next gen, you know, so. Yeah. There was a there was a belt issue, I think, with Hamlin. <clears throat> they also but, um, don't they also don't race on tracks like that. But you know, I know Briscoe true. was Briscoe was like shifting a lot. They mentioned also on the broadcast, and mm-hmm. um, I think his car busted. He had a pretty fast car as well. It was fun to see Briscoe in the two. It was fun to see the forty two back with Ty Dillon at GMS Petty Motorsports that he teamed up with uh, Eric Jones to run that team. You see that new team in. Um, in colleague racing with Almondinger and uh, Haley, they mm-hmm. you know they were all Haley. right, and just he, uh, he caught the wrath of Kyle Larson, didn't he? Yeah, dude, it's just uh, <laughs> welcome to the big leagues. Rookie. Chastain, he's on track house with Suarez. Suarez performed good in practice and whatnot. It was mm-hmm. just a, a very fun weekend. Not just the you know the race itself, but just what I saw. From different drivers, I hope there's a little bit of parody. You even saw that rookie and Harrison Burton that took over for our boy from Grass Valley and um, Matt Benedetto. Um, now in yep. 21 is Harrison Burton. He was running pretty good. Like I said, Briscoe was running good. Um, uh, um, Chase, uh, no, Briscoe was running good. No, yeah, Cindric was running real good too. He could yeah. do spots and get back up there. It was just, it was just a fun, damn fun race. Really, it was. And mm-hmm. if that's what we're gonna see in NASCAR this season with more parity and with uh, with the Suarez that can like hang and some of these other teams, and if it's more even, hopefully, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, is the are the duels the duels next week or I mean this weekend or are they? Like the Friday or Saturday before the Daytona Duels 500. Duels are Thursday. Like the Thursday, like the day before, or like this week? Like literally in two days? You you nodded your head. I asked you. Oh, no, no. Next week. Okay, so they're next. Okay, cool. But they are going to have qualifying on Saturday, right? Because Super Bowl is on Sunday. So I think Saturday. they're probably going to qualify on Saturday. And then they have the duels on Thursday or whatever. Okay. Because okay. usually, remember that usually the clash is built into this same week. 
Usually yes, the clash isn't this far before. They have the clash, I think, on two. They have like qualifying on oh, Saturday or Sunday. Like and then they week. have the clash on like Tuesday. And then like the duels on Thursday. And then the 500, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, a, yeah. Yeah. Cause but, it, and then you have, and then you have the Friday truck race, the Saturday Xfinity mm-hmm. race. It's like a whole week, a whole like week long uh, thing. So, I mean, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited that the season's back. Um, it's, it's cool because if you really, really, really like this sport, there's a very, very short, uh, you know, vacation for these drivers. You know, they end in like the middle of November and boom, three months later, the yeah. middle of, Hey, what's up, Caleb? Speaking of NASCAR fans, what's up, dude? Caleb, Caleb, Caleb uh, is a fan of uh, the Michael Roots uh, uh, channel. So, I mean, I'm I'm super excited for this 500. It's going to be, you know, Kyle Larson's defending his title. You know, um, we have obviously, you know, the guns who are always always there, Bush and and Hamlin and Truex and all those, you know, Joe Gibbs drivers. How is you know Keselowski going to do in the six? Um, what number does Chastain over have over at Trackhouse? One. They but took the no, they took the numbers from um from Chip Ganassi. Yeah, and actually, no, they took the the Tom, uh, Tom Petty, <laughs> Richard Petty, <laughs> and GMS and uh, GMS Racing actually took the forty two and gave yeah. it to Ty Dillon, and mm-hmm. then the one I believe was taken also from Chip Ganassi, and they took the one over to Trackhouse. Yeah, and then Kurt uh, Busch is in the forty-five, still dude. the monster, but he's oh, a yeah, forty-five five, five, over five. at uh, you know, um, uh, Michael Jordan's. Um, yeah, twenty-three and me, twenty-three eleven. Twenty-three, 23 and me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh <laughs> like man, like but we, okay. So this is a week of you know mainly about the Super Bowl. So Clash was fun uh, to see that in LA, uh, but we have a whole another next week on Tuesday is going to be our huge you know NASCAR preview show. I actually hit up uh, Maroots on his live stream yesterday. I was like, hey, dude, you got to come on. You know, like we have an open spot for you next Tuesday to do a preview show. That guy is busier than hell. I mean, he's, I, you know, if you follow his YouTube channel, it's like like he posts something every day. So he's busy, busy man. He actually has something like huge or secret to drop pretty soon, you know. So uh, not sure if we're going to get him on, but hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. But yeah. nonetheless, we're going to have our Daytona 500 slash 2022 season preview next week. A uh, few more things to touch on in the world of sports. Uh, this question's, you know, thank God these couple things you know, happened today. Uh, now that Sean's back, um, Sean had some, some NBA trades, you know, uh, wise, you know, wise. me being the uh, aficionado and the huge fan of the NBA. But I'm going to go ahead and let you have it since you're back. So the Pelicans, you know, trading for CJ McCollum, you know, um, Halliburton to Indies, Sabonis to the Kings, like all those types of trades. And then you have the breaking news right you know a couple hours before we start recording bradley beal with his season ending wrist surgery so are any of those trades you know i i wouldn't say like i looked at the standings for a lot of these teams they would they might affect the couple teams actually getting to the playoffs but as far as teams who are towards the top i mean how does this affect the nba season going forward and into the playoffs into you know in may it was it may be more for fantasy purposes to be quite honest those are all teams that are Maybe going to sneak in for a playoffs, a play-in spot. Uh, Sacramento, they suck right now. They got rid of Halliburton, which is ridiculous. He's a stud. They get Sabonis is good. You know, we'll see how that works out. Maybe a trade, you'll see the results in a year or two. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be no. either, you know. Uh, Pelicans get McCollum. Actually, that's the trade that I'm like, okay, Pelicans are actually like one or two games away from the play-in 
for the playoffs. And they get McCollum, who's good. They got rid of Josh Hart. I think Blazers are kind of cleaning house, but I actually seen something like salary related. They're freed up like sixty million, and you know they have all those terms: trade exemption opens up this max contract spot. Basically, long story short, they're trying to basically just revamp the team with new players around Dame. Go get one or two superstars. So, I mean, either way, neither of those teams are going to win the NBA championship. So, I guess let's just sum it up that way. I don't think it's going to be a big difference. Maybe one of those teams will sneak into the play-in games. But I'm just waiting to see the Harden, the Ben Simmons. Let's talk about those trades if they happen. But these trades, you know, hopefully it's it's small peanuts. What about Buddy Heald? I'm surprised that Sack didn't want to. He's no, he's he, he's just a shooter, bro. Like the more you see him, you know. I know he's Oklahoma's finest, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, dude, it's Sacramento, bro. They have to at some point just do something new, bro. Like they've been just a freaking crappy franchise since the Chris Webber days. It's like 20 years, man. Just moved 20. to Vegas. I don't know. I mean, I, I love Golden One. You know, I don't get wrong. Sacramento, they're trying to do themselves something over there, but I don't know. It's <laughs> Well, there's just bad franchises. I don't know. You just can't figure it out. Speaking of like a kind of in the gutter franchise right now, which is kind of crazy to see because for years and years and years, I just used to see them just whoop on the Warriors every single time. Spurs. The, the, the Warriors must have lost to these dudes probably 25 <laughs> plus straight times in a row, dude. Like on the, the road? San, oh, the, San, the San Antonio Spurs. The Warriors bro, we lost could over 20 not times ever... in a row on the road. Oh, my God, dude. It used to be so ugly. The Warriors could not beat these dudes. They're sitting 24 games behind. And just uh, ever since, you know, their, their dynasty broke up, it's been uh, kind of tough sledding for them also, man. So... They yeah. young players, though. That's one of those teams, too. It's like, I think, I mean, they'll always be, like, bad, not garbage, garbage. You know, Pop will still know how to win some games. I mean, Deontay Murray made the All-Star team. Derek White's okay. Pottle's okay. But it's true. When you talk about, like, oh, they're okay, they're just the Warriors, far and away superior. Uh, so Suns, are the Suns. Suns, you know, these teams are just, like, I mean, it's not even just freaking go talk about our team, but damn, the Warriors, we're really this good right now, guys. Like, we are really, ha- I don't want to say how, but how, and you kind of really think about it. Like, there's not a man in the world who would he's tell only, me. Yeah. <laughs> he's only just getting started, this Clay. It's crazy. He's only just starting to find his man. feet, you know, his feet from under him. He's just, try- you know, feeling for his stroke. I mean, Without yeah. Wiseman, too. Like, Draymond if, hasn't played in three-plus weeks. Like, this if, is crazy. If, if Wiseman the, just did uh, – or he he just was cleared, I believe, today mm-hmm. to do physical contact drills. So If the if yeah. the Suns were in the East, they'd be up by nine games <laughs> on the Heat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's crazy, number one rec- Number one, number one uh, record in the, in the East, the Heat, 35 and 20. In the West, it's the Suns at 44 and 10. That's how much have the Nets. I mean, I I know that the Nets are still like a top five team as far as futures are and winning the NBA title. But I just saw a crazy stat. (laughs) They were down 26 points today with five minutes and eight seconds left in the first quarter. Yeah, that is the the fastest that a team has gone down by that much in the last 25 years. And I had to like, you know, I had to like, you know, rub my eyes and like. Close my phone, open it again. It's like, really? The Nets did that? No Harden, no Kyrie, no Durant, though. There's always that small blemish. The thing is, it shows how bad that team actually is without them. That that actually was the prime example. Yeah. 
I will but, say I mean, to what Mark crap, said, though, yeah. to what Mark just said real quick, I will say we're seeing, oh, the Suns, the Warriors far and ahead. They'd be nine games or whatever ahead of these guys. But it actually just shows how competitive the East is right now. When I see yeah. that the Heat and Bucks are first, second, and the Bulls, which I've always you know, said since the beginning, are in the third. The Cavs. Game. Hey, the Cavaliers are a game and a half out of first. The eighth place Brooklyn Nets are five and a half games out of first. Just Wait, think wow. about that. Like, LeBron James is not on the Cavaliers, and they're a good team. Oh, bro. Darius Garland, bro. Happen. Evan Mobley, USC's finest. They're the truth, mm-hmm. man. Oh, they're mm-hmm. the truth. When I when I saw him get traded, or not traded, but drafted to Cleveland, I was like, oh, damn. Well, but just think about this. <laughs> it's a nice career, buddy. <laughs> the last playing spot in the East are the Hawks, eight and a half games out of first. The 10th oh, team, Jesus. last playoff, <laughs> playoff <Think about laughs> in the West, 22 games out of first. Think about how many people were saying that when they were getting drafted to the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> nice career, buddy. I know, right? And now it's like, oh, please, 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 please. Who you got know? the shortest end of that stick? Who? Emmy. Number eight. For, for who? Monte Ellis, dude. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, God, he got traded to the butts in that freaking bogey trade. Got, that was pre pre Giannis. <laughs> but you got to remember, though. Little, I mean, he was pretty decent for us. I mean, he caught, he balled out for us. He didn't but want once, Curry though. He didn't want to what, Curry. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, exactly. Once Curry came, and he kind of felt like Curry was going to be the man, and just mm-hmm. like tensions came, mm-hmm. and then he got traded. It's like that's that that right there, that trade and whatnot is kind of what like changed the whole franchise. That was arguably like the championship decision. Yeah, we got Iggy, we got Livingston, but getting Bogut. How huge is he setting those screens for Curry? Without Bogut, we don't win the championship. Facts. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Basketball is fun when we're winning, though, for damn sure. I was like, Mike, it's true. Like, it's still that sport that, yeah, I'm kind of like blossoming over more because we're winning and I do like it. But, like, you know, it's still that sport that's kind of like second, third in the pecking order compared to other sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, back to the NFL for our last segment of the sports section. Um, I told you guys earlier this week when I was watching this that I'm going to change the, you know, the setting to, um, you know, not clean, but, you know, very, very explicit. So here, so here we go. Uh, 30 for 30. Uh, the tuck rule. Oh, God. I yeah. didn't watch it yet. Oh, you didn't wow. watch it yet. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, but you've seen the tuck rule. So it's like it, I mean, it was cool to see uh, I, I went back and forth so much about it. Like just my emotions as a roller coaster. Like when Charles Woodson and Tom Brady are joking around with each other about certain things, I kind of had like a little half smirk on my face, but then they would go back to the game and show the plays and they would go back to like Lincoln Kennedy talking about stuff. Tim Lincoln Brown talking about Kennedy. stuff. Lane, you know, uh, Troy Brown talking about stuff that uh, uh, fucking asshole. Uh, Walt, Coleman, you know, who, Walt Coleman, Teddy Bruschi, all of them. So they was all talking. They was all chirping. They was all chirping. Do the Walt Coleman with his fucking geriatric ass. Like it was a, it was a a four pass back then. It was a four pass 20 years later. Like, fuck you, dude. It's just when you get the referee who called the call, who got, who got the call from Paul Tagliabue, the commissioner at that then and said, Hey, the Raiders, Hey, did you forget who was in the playoffs? The Raiders, let's go ahead and find fucking, Chapter eight, section this, 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 and this. And fuck you. When and Tom Brady just, t- literally t- tells t- 
literally tells Charles Woodson, I literally was tucking the ball. But since the ball wasn't all the way in, that's kind of what it was, actually. It wasn't just a forward motion. The ball wasn't all the way in. It, they tried to like, explain it and, and make it seem it like it, it wasn't make a sense, total, it, it like, made no sense. Job. Yeah. It was like, oh, like you have to touch the ball to your body for it to for it to then be knocked out as a fumble. Because it like, started no, with the forward. No intention of throwing the ball. <laughs> it was it, it weird. Like, oh, the ball. It, it looks so. If I went like this, and and if Tom Brady was never touched by uh, Charles Woodson, but where he had the ball, if he threw it, it would throw like straight at the ground. He had no intention of throwing it to anybody but his own dick. Like no, like. It's a weird it was one, a fumble. bro. It's... It was a fumble. And then the thing that pissed me off the most was the whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, because we always talk about the what ifs. And so then they went on a whole Marvel universe, a multiverse of, win. of Raiders winning the Super Bowl. Back and then back. They, and then they go back to back. And, you know, Tom Brady, uh, you know, the, the fake news articles of like, you know, oh, what they're going to go with Drew Bledsoe or whatever. And oh, my God. I will say it was crazy because uh, right after that, they showed uh, – the Tom Brady little series that's going on right now. And I did oh, watch that preview. first episode and it is crazy. The year that Tom Brady became Tom Brady. That was the year that drew Bledsoe signed his 10 year, $130 million contract. And he was actually healthy enough to play in like week 12 that season. So it's kind of crazy to me. Like, damn, like mm-hmm. Tom Brady never actually tore it up with the exception of maybe one or two games for some crappy teams during that injury stint and to a degree damn props to bill belichick maybe for like you still stuck around with the guy who became you know the goat man like dude, if, and dude, his bill belichick he, yeah well, i would have still gone with tom very crazy storylines in that bro it's nuts so you they got, even did, they even did the what if on mike damn that's yeah the they showed charles woodson lifting the trophy super bowl shirt and everything it was like damn, they like photoshopped it and stuff i was like Oh my god! No, they did, bro. They, they didn't did. just stick the knife. They twisted it too, bro. Yeah, and they're at Tom's house. It. I think it, I think it was Tom's house. So I was like, bro, everything, everything you have is paid for by that call. It, you know, of, of course he could have worked. You know, he was a, he was, a, he's a very hardworking quarterback. He still would have been maybe top ten, top twenty, or whatever if he still would have stuck with the Patriots and still would have won like a handful more no, Super Bowls. Though, because if but, Drew Bledsoe was healthy, he would have been the quarterback for the next ten years. Though he just signed a ten million, a ten year, not ten million. 10 so where does he? You know, contract. so where does he go? Does he go to Pittsburgh before Big Ben gets? You know, like all these things. You can he go down never, so many rabbit holes. Oh no! Yeah. So I what just, happened? So Bledsoe had a career ending? No, Bledsoe got no. freaking his head knocked off and he lost like I don't know how many pints like of seven blood. Pints of like blood. seven pints of blood. And he had he lost hella weight. He had Maybe. he missed like he missed like seven to nine weeks. And then in the AFC championship game of that season, that was the game that Brady twisted his ankle hella bad. And Bledsoe came in, I believe, in the second quarter and led the team to a the win, obviously. Had three touchdown passes, I believe, and they still started Brady in the freaking Super Bowl. It, it's crazy. It's nuts, bro. Uh, but I mean, just like, just like, oh man, what pissed me off the most was just like how Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and Walt Coleman can just fucking sit there and be like, "Yep, it was a fun, it, it was a incomplete pass. It was an incomplete pass." The worst, bro. When, when they got rid of the rule, like Tom Brady even says it was a fumble at this time. He was just fortunate enough that they, mm-hmm. you know, saw that rule. 
right? And then they go back, and he was like, and then I remember the whole thing of how, oh yeah, uh, you know, we were playing the Jets earlier this season, and and Vinny Testaverde goes back and he does that. I was like, bro, did you see Vinny Testaverde's arm? Like that was more going forward for uh, a forward pass than Tom just straight down into his belly. Well, Tom admits it. It's just it's, it's the rule. You see when he's talking to Charles, it's straight up. He's just like emphasizing it was the rules at that time. It was the rules from the rules. It was a fumble. And yeah, he's that stupid man, you know. Yeah, it's a hard but, one to watch, man. It's a hard yeah. one. And like, and and then Walt Coleman's like, well, and then I never even refereed another Raider home game after that, blah blah, blah you know. And then like Charles asking Tom, like, oh, like you and Walt Coleman? It's like, yeah, we're friends. He goes, of course, of course, you and Walt Coleman are friends, like. Oh, dude, it was just a whole rabbit hole of what could have been. You know what I'm saying? And then they kind of referenced that. What was it? Like the 1973 playoff game between the Raiders and Patriots, how uh, mm-hmm. it was like a roughing the passer call when mm-hmm. I guess they said that it, it shouldn't have been and it led to the Raiders winning. But like that was no comparison, so though, much man. more blatant than that. So um, if you're listening, sorry for the F-bombs, but it just kind of opens up all the old wounds that you know I had as a fan and, you know, that's the beginning the of my fans. pessimism for the Raiders, you know, like if if they win and then they be, go on to like be like a, you know, just a more successful franchise, you know, like not going to the playoffs two times in like a 15, 20 year span. You know, if they like actually kind of are consistent, you know, going a few years and then missing one year going, to, you know, what I'm saying like, but no, it was just ugh, it's tough. It's definitely tough. But you know what? No, I'm Great, not going to. I'm not going to forget. It's like, oh, we move forward and we'll forget. Nah, we'll Never fucking forget. The last idea. chance they had to win anything in Oakland. And it's yeah, because oh of... Singing it. And then his nose is up like this. He goes, it was a fun, it was a uh, yeah. incomplete pass then, and it was an incomplete pass 20 years later. It's how arrogant, like him and Kraft. I mean, it's, it's him and Kraft. Kraft's just like, yeah, yeah. it was a fumble. He's, he's just, he might be even worse than Wallet. Just Kraft. I, I hate Robert Kraft. Yeah, the way his demeanor is. Yeah. Dude, he's a cocky ass, just like it was a fumble. <laughs> That's it. Like, just like, dude, really, bro? Like, you never even played football, fat boy. Come on, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's looking at the picture of the play and he goes, yep. It's right there. Incomplete pass. Yep. It's just the smugness. Yep. Like, you're a bitch, dude. He's looking at Mike right there like, hey, screw you. I know, dude. Just a big, <laughs> just a big fuck you to the fan base. <laughs> oh, oh, man. If wow. I was Charles Woodson, how the hell do you actually do that? I don't know. I don't know how much you got paid. Oh, hopefully a lot. Hopefully a lot to like re- to reopen those wounds too, you know, and then and then to go to Tom Brady's house, his beautiful house in Florida, and then and then and then he loses that pool too, like chill <laughs> cherry on top. Even even Tom Brady has his small jabs. What if you? Uh, what if they did call that a fumble and you guys win the Super Bowl? Would you be a Raider for life? Uh, really? You're about to ask him that, and then Charles is cherry on top. Yeah, I probably would have been punk yeah. ass. Yeah, and oh. Oh, no, no, no. The the one was like when he was clapping. Nice call, Walt. He's like, mm-hmm. what a call. Great call, Walt. Like, oh, you're a dick, dude. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> He's shut cool, up. Man. You're an asshole. <laughs> oh, man. So, enjoy it, anyways. Mark, when you watch it, enjoy it. It's uh... No, don't enjoy it. <sighs> it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a nice hour-long uh, summary of why I'm such a pessimist when it comes to Raiders. Why I chose, like, what, 13 or 14 weeks this year and bet against them in our Super Contest. It's just... I'm, you know, all because of the tuck rules, ladies and gentlemen. Not only because that, but it was just, and then it just snowballed into other things. You know, Barrett Robbins doing his 
you know, whatever the fuck he did in Mexico when we went to the Super Bowl the next year or two years later. Like, oh, God, dude, what are you doing? Oh, man. You know, drafting Stanford route or whatever the hell. Stanford route, one pick before Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I'll never forget that. Stanford route, Buchanan, Robert Gallery. Oh, my God. Robert Gallery, Calvin Johnson. Oh, my God. It was Larry Fitzgerald, right? Fitzy. Where did route come from? Nebraska. Was it? Never mind. Doing something with corn on the cob. Uh, man, good times, right? Dermot McFadden, you know, it's it's time Jamarcus to just, Russell, just like good times. Get to the next segment, because I really feel the torture in you guys. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell, um, you know, the list goes on. Darius Hayward mm-hmm. Bay, Hayward uh, Bay, that's who uh, I was thinking DMB. about. The, oh my the, the, God. the recent cornerback, Brett Ver. Was it? What's his name? Arnett. Burnett. Can't pick stupid. Arnett. Arnett, there you go. Arnett, our, Arnett. Our best, our best draft pick in the last 15, 20 years has been Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> Loyal to the soil, man. Like he's a hall of, he's arguably a hall of fame kicker, right? So I mean, he he held the record for like what one week, and then what's his name from the Niners <laughs> tied it the next week. Well, I actually <laughs> say Seabass and Leckler. Your guys' kickers were great and puncher. Yeah, yep. yeah. Year after year, Pro Bowls yes. count it. Put it on the board. What about Marquette <laughs> King? Oof. Marquette King, he, I mean, it, it, he, he was okay. He was actually a, a decent punter, but just his <laughs> dumbass, bro. <laughs> just imagine that. How funny is that as a punter? You freaking like pin the ball in the 20. Yeah, let's get riled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, crip walking and on, you know, like what the hell? Uh, what are you, Travis Kelsey? Like, come on, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hayward <laughs> Bay, Maryland's finest. Ooh, there yep. it is. You know, there some, it is. someday, one day, one one day we're going to get it, Mark. Maybe it, it'll be the year after I die, but one day. One didn't day. Hayward Bay, didn't the Raiders get Hayward Bay? Was that the same year that the Niners got Crabtree? Crab it, yep. yep. Crab it was. Crabtree. It was. And then Hayward Bay went to Pittsburgh after that. You did go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was like a good role player in Pittsburgh because they didn't see him as a first round pick. Like he did special teams, did all like the hard work and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was actually all right at it. He, yeah, he was. With, he was. He was there with like Le'Veon Bell and yeah, Antonio AD. Brown was there, so he was like wasn't expected to do much, you know. Mm-hmm. So and they had that other quarterback from the Raiders that went there too as the backup, <laughs> the little Italian dude. What was his name? <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> and, he, and he always. <laughs> And, and he beat Pittsburgh like twice. Didn't he? Well, Remember? yeah, yeah. God damn, what was his name? So, well, it had a G the, in it. It had a G in it. The the classic uh, is Marcus Tuiasosopo. That was the Tui, classic. Tuiasosopo, his finest. Oh man. Okay. Well, on to brighter, you know, pastures. So, thank you so much again for watching and listening to episode 142. Which for you kids out there, it's going to be have a big fat E for explicit because I can't talk about the tuck rule and the Raiders sometimes without cussing. So, but on to the comic book. So let's get into it. So this week is new comic book day is tomorrow. Like we said, Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. Let's preview some of the books that we can expect for this week at your local comic book store. DC gives us Detective Comics 1052, Justice League 2022 Annual. 
Of course, because you know what we need is more annuals. Uh, Batman Catwoman number 10, The Joker number 12. Just got word that issue 14 is actually the final issue of this book. Suicide Squad Blaze number one, a new story from them. Uh, Marvel gives us Moon Knight number eight, Devil's Reign number four, Avengers 53, New Mutants number 24. And look, another X-Men book, The Secret (laughs) X-Men number one. Uh, Image this week, Radiant Black number 12, The Scorched number two. King of Spies, number three. Boom Studios gives us Mighty Morphin, 16, and Seven Secrets, 14. Behemoth Comics. We usually don't mention these guys, but I, uh, you know, it was very interesting. Uh, I was interested in the title of the book, Until My Knuckles Bleed, number one. And then AWA gives us two offerings this week, The Fourth Man, number two, and Hotel, volume two, number three. Um, so, gentlemen, so I just finished uh, my stack. So, like, you know, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, um, all those ice storms and freaking tornadoes and stuff in the Midwest uh, put a halt on getting all of our books. So I actually got a box last week or two weeks uh, last week with like three weeks worth of books. So I'm quite behind, but I actually just finished the week of like January 19th. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, shoot, pretty much like, you know, like throw out a book that you've read over the last couple of weeks and we'll like discuss, you know, go ahead, man. I will say uh, one quick thing is. Going back to the whole new fatherhood thing, <laughs> I texted you this. <laughs> you know, they say yep. uh, you, you get free time. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as free time. And Oh, God, no. No, no, there really isn't. Even like, oh, the baby's sleeping or something like that. You always catch, you know, always got that regular life thing you need to do. So my reading has been beyond all over the place and back. But one thing I did read, Mark, actually, and it's just stuck in my mind. I probably read this like, oh, God five or six days ago was uh eat the rich oh and, wow yeah eat the rich <laughs> I, 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 exactly my reading is I all feel... over the place and that That's was like, like two weeks two ago. months ago no no it was like two weeks ago maybe three but it's just it stood in my... <laughs> two months i don't say months i mean i barely was on two months ago but it was the one where the chick you know she started doing all the crazy stuff of eating people and stuff like that man yeah, it was pretty crazy, dude. Eat the rich. It was. I mean, it ended all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, the shit kind of, you know, got away. But um, yeah, I mean, you finished it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been forever since I read that book. I don't even have it on my desk. But yeah, I mean, it was. It was cool. Bagged and boarded it. <laughs> yeah, it's where I mean, we're. At, it's where we're. At, you know, it's where we're at right now. Unfortunately, I'm like yeah. one Joker behind. So I'm like. Pretty, well, are you on ten? Yes. I'm okay, behind. so you haven't, so you haven't read eleven yet. No. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, it's it, it's good. I was actually disappointed that I saw that you know 14. issue fourteen is going to be it. So I mean, Tinyan's giving us a good you know good slew of books. Oh, I've loved just, the Joker. I've loved this book. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I was telling Alex too, like the Joker, because obviously they said that Tinyan was over at fourteen, but no one I guess picked it up. And I said, bro, you can have the Joker do hell of other things after this story like you can ha- call it the joker but you could have like two different arcs or something like that where he like mm-hmm. just makes someone else's life a complete living hell right so like this one is like you know james gordon james right? gordon yes and sir. so you can have you can have um or jim gordon sorry jim james same thing i think um but then you can have like the next arc you know oh he goes and terrorizes like nightwing or something mm-hmm. or beast boy or whoever the hell in the dc universe you know you can have it can be called the joker but he can get someone else like another hero involved big character yep you know so like so it's kind of disappointed that it's like really just it's ousted it's like it's put on the shelf it's done so it's kind of lame 
Well, you got but the no, whole, I'm excited you for got, you to read that. You guys got the whole run, so hang on to it. You know yeah, I mean? no, for real. Yeah, for did, real. Mike, did you guys uh, read that? Or did, go ahead. No, no, was, no, go ahead, go ahead. Did you read that Batman, Catwoman, that special, that kind of thick one? That No, that is this week's. So if I'm reading week to week to week, I'm trying to catch up. Technically, that week falls. Like, you know, like how I got my books, I was like, okay, cool. I finally got this week's book. So I read a whole week before the episode, and now I read the 19th. So we got the Batman Catwoman on like for like January 26th. So technically, I'm on that week's books next week. So I will have that read by next Tuesday. Did you read uh, Dark Blood from last week, Mark? Um, that's what yes, I'm reading. I did. That, that's, that's, that's that same week. That's I'm reading, I'm reading that okay. one th- this week for next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Um, that's fine. Yeah, whatever you guys are reading, throw I it mean, out there. Um, Almost American, number oh, four. Thing. Yeah, I know you're reading that. Yeah, that I mean, one's it's, been good. I think the finale it's been, is next. It's been pretty good. I mean, I, I, unfortunately, to be concluded, so like uh, issue five is like it. So I wish I would have seen more, you know, but hell, it, it could go on. It could be one of those things where you do like seasons, you know, it's not bad. Uh, the James Bond is pretty good, you know, like James Bond never is like mind blowing to me, but it's always never bad. That you know? spy shit's like, always good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Man, he just freaking kills her at the end, or at least he shoots her. So who knows if she's dead? But with those new guns and the new bullets, how it just kind of turns to like dust as soon as it hits your body. So you're pretty much dead, right? Like plastic just going through your system like that. So if it was that kind of gun and bullet, she might Down. be dead. I don't think you guys are reading this, but regarding the matter of Oswald's body, that from Boom Studios, that is actually pretty crazy. It's just a ragtag group of four people who are like. Uh, hired by you know the cia fbi or what or what have you and they have plans to um after you know because lee harvey oswald was assassinated killed two days after he allegedly killed john f kennedy right outside the courthouse right and so he was shot and so they like switched the body and so that was like the last uh part of issue three was that they got this guy they killed him and it was actually it was actually an accidental kill someone else was supposed to do it and then they switch the bodies in them, um, and so pretty crazy. And at the very, very end, uh, they have Lee Harvey Oswald's body like on ice or like in a chest, and he actually wakes up. So, yeah, right. It's 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 crazy that I'm reading two books right now that involve Lee Harvey Oswald in, mm-hmm. in uh, you know, the, regarding the body of 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 uh, Oswald's body, regarding the matter of Oswald's body, and then Department of Truth because he's like uh, one of the heads of the Department of Truth. So I was like, what the hell? So it's kind of uh, crazy. And then. Isn't it crazy that you're reading um, two books with Oswald in it and none of it is Cobblepot? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right. Um, New Burn's seven... great. New Burn. Oh, New three. Burn. Yeah, oh, see, that's, that's one I kind of regret not. Yeah, that's kind of one that I regret not picking up because uh, you kind of rave about it every time we talk about an issue. Yeah, Chip Zerdaski, Jacob Phillips, real, real good. Um, Image Comics. I actually did get that book, the Image Comics, thirty year history. I haven't really flipped through that yet, but that seemed kind of cool to see like the mm, books that they yeah. came out throughout their Is history. Is it the timeline or whatever? Yeah, New Burn, really, really good um, detective type stuff. Um, really, really did recommend it. Um, the Human Target, this issue is great. Probably the best issue that I've liked so far. It was number four, I believe. Uh, yeah, book four, The Human Target to uh, Tom King. 
you know what? I think I should have grabbed that Tom King story and left uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow on the shelf. I just finished uh, issue seven out of eight. So that book's almost done. It's just like, oh, I feel like I'm reading. Um, so human human target. It's like the guy he, he he's basically goes out on a mission to save Lex Luthor. And then Lex Luthor, um, he he basically drinks like a poison that was supposed to be for Lex Luthor, but he ends up like drinking it. Now he's got like 12 days to live and you're like following him through like this journey of him like going through all trying to find out like other crime investigations as he's going through these like 12 um, days. And as he's trying to figure out maybe something to help him, you know, find a cure and whatnot. And it's just a. Real good book, real like there's rom- romance in it, and just uh, Tom King, dude. I say it all the time. Freaking guy's probably becoming like my favorite writer, dude. Slowly but surely. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, every for everyone customer Mike cut all the f bombs Mike said. I guess I can say one. Pretty damn good though. I'm really really impressed. I mean, the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is not horrible. It, I I just feel like I'm reading Grant Morrison's. Uh, Green Lantern run, which is kind of like out there and kind of confusing. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Do it's just like, not. Hmm? Would you want to see Tom King spin off and do more of his own stuff? Or do you like him with the DC characters and the universe of DC provides him? Um, I mean, he's doing a fantastic job with. I mean, I think over his overall run of Batman was great. Um, you know, uh, Strange Adventures was great. Batman Catwoman's amazing. Um, the the new one that's supposed to come out in the next month or two, I forgot what it was called, but but it was one of those ones where I was like, oh my god, I got I grabbed like four new uh, books last month on the DC previews, and and that was one of them. I forgot what it was. I'll think of it later. But yeah, dude, Tom King. I mean, Tom Taylor too. You know, Seven Secrets is still going good. That took like a hiatus, like uh, Noctero did and Geiger and stuff. So Seven Secrets number thirteen. I I'm I'm digging the book. Um primordial i'm so glad this is only a six issue miniseries <laughs> i mean come on dude i mean it was cool did you read issue five sean the, with the purple cover that one is and that's the one i'm on right now oh so you haven't read it yet that one i haven't read i actually have okay that. <laughs> actually i mean second okay my like right a home i will tell you i will tell you like it's a, it's, it's better than the other ones but it's still well, like good to know come on, man so yeah are you still getting strange academy strange academy i'm still getting that it's good. I, am, I mean, I it's good. Too. Are you guys right? still getting that one? Yeah, it, it's 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 like if kids read it, they would they would enjoy it. But I'm also liking it, like reading it as an adult. It's like X Men meets Harry Potter. You know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think it's good. That's I think cool. it's oh, good. Yeah. It's like a little fresher type of book. I like it. It's just fun. It's I will give though. Superman, Son of Kal El, maybe this this next arc. It's not it's not horrible. But um, I don't know. I just missing uh, Clark Kent, you know, doing the whole Superman thing. Of course, he's got action comics and stuff. But you know, I don't are know. you gonna replace it with the Monkey Prince? I got issue one, so that was I think I I think I got it in my stack this week. So that'll be you know a couple weeks down the road that I actually read it. But I I got the first issue of Monkey Prince, so we'll see. Did you end up reading it? Did you like it? I didn't end up getting it. I was yeah. about to get it. I had it in my hand. I put it away. Oh, um, hey, that Detective Comics 1048. Did you did you end up getting the cover with Harley on it, like doing the painting? Paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. OK, cool. I thought you said for some reason. Oh, 
I didn't get that one. Oh, anyways, and those are the last two books I have. If you if you read today, Detective Comics ten forty eight and ten forty nine, I read those. No, I have ten forty. <laughs> I have forty eight, forty nine, fifty. Welcome back, 51. Sean. Just hey, this is a, a stellar uh, comic book section where like we're so far behind, and then you know this is phenomenal. And, and, and you actually read ones that I'm still behind on. Like it was, uh, but we will. You know, overcome. You know, oh, no unlike doubt, no doubt. unlike the tuck roll, we will overcome these uh, shortages of books. But did you read anything else you wanted to mention, John? Mark? Mm, mm, I mean, action, Devil's Reign. Was, I don't know if I've talked about these already. I mean, huh? not really for me. Yeah, I'm sure. Next Joker week I'll have good. a more clear path. You, you haven't even read Batman 120, huh? I take it as a no. That's all next week. So like the yeah, yeah, Dark Blood, Batman, Catwoman, the action, the detect, the ten. It would be ten fifty at that point. Ten fifty, and then Batman one hundred and twenty. That's a stack of like seven or eight books I have. Uh, Batman was week. all. Batman was all right. Um, typical Williamson. Um, kind of, you know, B gradish, B B minus in my opinion. It's all right. I feel, uh, I feel that I feel that that Williamson he has to start each and every arc with like a brand new character. You know, like he did that with Godspeed on his Flash run. You know, but it's quite successful because we've seen Godspeed in the TV show. The show you know? I made it on the show. So. He invented, you know, five or six characters for the Flash. So of course he starts his Batman run with um, what's his name? Abyss. Abyss, right? Abyss. So, yeah. So, did you read one twenty, Sean? Negativo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, teacher. <laughs> the only books Sean's reading right now are, are little kid books for Kason, right? Uh, and I'm reading them damn things like ten, fifteen times. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. Got the songs those, memorized, the books memorized. Those LGBs. Yep, you got to get start getting those little golden books with the golden spine. Oh, yeah, yeah. All yeah, the Disney, yeah. all the Disney ones. I just got. Um, it was like the 50th anniversary for Disney World, so it was like Mickey's Fun Adventure, mm-hmm. but it was like based off of it was kind of surrounding itself around the 50th anniversary. And then the same week, I got her uh, Space Mountain. Ooh. It was hella funny because I was talking to if. Um, Thank you, by the way, to everyone who listened last week. It was me and Danielle for a quick episode um, talking about, you know, just stuff we watched and everything. And then, of course, the NFC Championship game. But it was funny because the Space Mountain book, I made a joke, and it was sorry, it was at your expense, Sean. Um, It was an African-American family who was at Disney World, and they were going to Space Mountain, right? And the kids (laughs) were like, yeah, I want to go on Space Mountain, I want to go on Space Mountain. And then so the mom and the two kids go on Space Mountain while the dad goes on, like, the just the people mover, just, like, the small little, like, oh, you guys go ahead. like. uh, And so the dad was afraid of, like, the roller coaster. I was like, oh, there's Sean on the people mover. You know, know, I will (laughs) proudly say I do every ride in Disneyland. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Splash Mountain. Not too big on that one, but, you know. California Screaming. California, hell no! I'll hold you. I'll hold your stuffed animals, drink a beer, and sit on my benches and popcorn. I ain't going no screaming. Nope. You, you you've never done that one. Why would I do that? Because no. it's like it's the Incredicoaster now. It's based off the Incredibles, so it's like that just makes it better, right? Uh, no, no, no way. Uh. Like the little Mickey Ferris wheel and stuff. You know, all those kind of things. I only did like once. And it was when I was first first dating Marissa, trying to be like a good boyfriend. Mm-hmm. At the time, I mean, even went to the what Marine World, trying to discover Kim. They got some stupid little rides and stuff. Oh my <laughs> god, worst day of my life. 
<laughs> the helmet like, do this? Yeah, what the no, helmet cool, do? What the cool. helmet's upside down for? <laughs> Hella high. Hella heart attack or something, man. <laughs> right? That's a, like that's the whole thing. Like whenever we went down to LA, Danielle was like, ooh, Magic Mountain. I'm like, I, oh, hey, what well, the I, I, I'm never stopping at Magic Mountain. Why would I want to throw up all day? Why would I want? I'm not going to go and pay like 50 to a hundred dollars to be nauseous the whole day. No, thank you. Like, Oh, I love my kids, but I'll, I'm taking you somewhere else. Like shove off. <laughs> I don't get it. Mark. Uh, any, Legoland. Any on that? Lego, Legoland. I we'll do go to Legoland. Legoland. That's fine. I love I mean, it. Yeah. I do. It's uh, the yeah, older you get, the older you get, it's hard to take all those turns and twists and, I couldn't take him at 16. I'm not definitely not going to take him at 35. Oh, really? <laughs> at 16, I used to love that type of shit. No, I mean, I did. I did. Uh, what was that one ride at the Top Santa gun. Cruz Beach Boardwalk? You know, that the red ride where you sit down as two people and the whole thing spins. But then the individual car spins the other way. Right. It's like a, it looks like a, like a half of an egg. It was called Riptide. And, no. I, and I was down for the count when I was like seven or eight years old for like an hour. Right. Uh. Of course, an ice cream cone. No. Parents got me, you know, fine. So nowadays, like I could go, like if if Maddie or, or Cam, like years down the road, wants to go on a credit coaster, I can do that like one time, and then I'm done for the day. Like I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm one, like, like I'm a one and done guy on a roller coaster. Like if I start going on multiple roller coasters, I will feel freaking sick. What about the one that my kid loves? It's like at Disneyland. I know other places have it, and you sit down, and then it's like the the, the table, and you like spin the table, and the faster nope. you spin the Teacups? table, no. Oh my god, my kid loves that, dude. And no. I spin and I spin it as fast as I can just nope. for her enjoyment. Right, I'm spinning it as fast as Only I can. Only spins I get is after Sabor. Uh, <laughs> after all them, <laughs> all them shots, yeah. or a, or a, a key <laughs> after Ricky. a couple swirls. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. but I spin it as fast as I can, and then I regret it once that ride's over. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then right after you get off the of teacups, and what's right there? Matterhorn. Dad, let's go on the bumpy ass ride in Matterhorn. No uh. thanks. <laughs> no, let's go yeah. right here over to the little boat where you uh, where you go through. Um, uh, Pinocchio Nemo. the whale. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Nemo's yeah, been right across. From Nemo's it. been closed for a while. Nemo has. Submarine. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't gone on. I haven't gone on the submarine before it was Nemo, like ten years, before, and then finally yeah. it became Nemo, and I still haven't gone on it because every time since it's been Nemo, it's been closed for some reason. I haven't been either, bro. That was like the right of me and us at all this when we were like younger, younger, exactly mm-hmm. before Nemo. But yeah, Nemo, I've never gone on it. That's funny. And then, like, yeah. right there in the little, uh, right next to Nemo, they got the little, like, concession stand. They had the little Darth Vader thing, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, man. Uh, but anyways, yeah, start getting those uh, little golden books. But, um, yes, yeah, I mean, so we got some news coming for everyone. Um, I don't, I didn't really look up all, all the Academy Award nominations. I was just on a certain website that talked about the comic book movies. So I did, know, I do know that Shang-Chi and Spider-Man No Way Home were both nominated for visual effects. But unfortunately, even though globally Spider-Man No Way Home has taken in $1.77 billion, it still wasn't nominated for anything else, which goes just goes to show you. I mean, between that and just, sorry, all these left-wingers just like getting up there and just like just preaching about what you know their personal um you know platform and stuff is it's just like boring and just one it makes me gouge my eyes out um you're putting the wrong movies on there sorry Usually spider-man do, no, spider-man no way home was the best movie 
of 2021. I'm sorry. Can you please name me another movie that was better than Spider-Man No Way Home? But Don't worry. It, I'll wait. They're probably they're probably gonna put it on the on the next year because it, it when did it come out? Christmas no, Day it, or but something? It was already nominated. So if it was nominated for visual effects, it's it would have been nominated for best picture. So best but picture. it didn't. Hmm. They're probably yeah. trying to get somebody there. Stupid. Like Mark said, they'll nominate next year, but that's, that's stupid. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't watched it yet, but it's, there, are, there are certain movies you haven't watched yet, but like the proof is in the pudding. When certain people say yeah. it was that good, it was probably that good. And then, and then you had, I think, what, three three movies, I think. Three Disney movies were um, nominated for Best Animated Picture. I think it was Encanto, okay. L- Luca, and Raya and the Last Dragon. So all Which three one would you pick are... out of those three, actually? Oh, and Encanto, for sure. Encanto was uh, good. Yeah. I dude, actually I mean, really liked Luca. I yeah, really, really I, liked Luca. I liked, I liked both of them. I liked all three. Ryan the Last Dragon, tons of action. It was funny, too. But, like, just with the, the story, the music, story was just good in everything in, in Encanto. Um, and, in, and I kind of base it off of what my kids want now. My kids don't sh- shout for Luca. They don't ca- shout for Raya. Encanto. They shout for uh, the family Madrigal. Hey. And Bruno. La familia. We don't Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk um, about Bruno. But how so and then where are you? I know you I told Alex about it earlier, but Sean, where are you on Boba Fett? Well, it's funny you bring that up, Michael, because, you know, uh, <laughs> we actually had a watched... Disney. No, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. So I watched the first two episodes of Boba Fett <laughs> okay. and we had our phone. Uh, I saw it was on the family plan. We changed our service provider. Oh, God. And our Disney oh, Plus God. is through our old one. And I was on Disney Plus maybe last week. And I'm just like, damn, I can't log in right now. What the hell is going on? <laughs> And then I asked Chantel, and it was because my dad just recently changed it. So we're actually just getting our Disney Plus back, hopefully this week, and I'll be able to catch back, up. Back online, getting the passwords. Okay. Back online, getting the passwords. So <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst thing about getting a new phone, or and then and then for me getting a, new, a brand new phone number because you know I dropped my personal line and I yeah, just yeah, had my yeah. work phone. Everything. I get an email about YouTube TV. Hey, we didn't get your payment. Nudge. Mm. Like, oh crap! I forgot that one. I forgot to change the. You know, Netflix doesn't work hulu doesn't you know or whatever you pay for it's like ah crap yeah i need to actually get on one of those sites it's like true bill or something and it like you sign up for it and it like goes through all of your bills and it's like all the unnecessary crap and it's like you know people are like saving hundreds of dollars a year on stuff that they either don't need uh, like period or they kind of like revamp their you know direct tv or kind of like redo stuff to save you money I don't know if you pay them. You probably have to. It's probably How a service you pay do them. it, though? Because, you know, we stream. So it's not really going to get much cheaper than, like, the YouTube TV. It probably – I don't know. I don't know. Does it, like – is there an algorithm they run? So it's like, dude, you never go on Paramount Plus. Why do you have it? You know? It'll so be something like Paramount that. Plus for one thing, bro, drop it, you know? Drop it. Like, why are you paying $120 a year to have, you know, saying so – or whatever, $5, $7 a month? That makes sense. So, you know, or even I think your phone bill, they can probably adjust it, which I don't know. My Internet, though, is starting to like crap out, even though I think so far so good on the stream tonight, I think. Like, you know, you know how you you complain and they either give you an upgrade for free or they lower your bill or whatever. It's like they did that like six months ago. And now it's to the point where now it it started to cut up where they flipped the switch. And now it's, you know, and now my Internet's ass. So I (laughs) It's time for me to make the phone call again and threaten to, hey, I'm leaving. I've been a customer for 20 years or whatever the hell, you know. 
So time for me to call up old Xfinity. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but I think we're I think we're uh anything else? Oh, and then uh like I said in the in the uh, preview, one of my favorite video games of all time. Kind of grew I kind of grew up in that, you know, Final Fantasy, um, but like Zelda, Spyro the Dragon, Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter. I, I love playing all those games. So Tom Holland actually wants to play Jack in like a live action Jack and Daxter game. I don't know if you guys played it. But mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed all three of the games. There was three. And, uh, yeah, that'd be freaking awesome if he did that. Tom Holland's a man, dude. He's pretty freaking good. I'm looking forward to that movie he's in with uh, Mark Wahlberg. What's it called again? Uncharted? Is that what Uncharted? it is? Uncharted, yeah. It's yeah, based it's going to be pretty good. Game. Yeah. yeah. I think they're on that conversation. They were like, oh, so you're in Uncharted, right? So what's another video game you know character you'd want to play? And then mm-hmm. that's when he brought that up. Yeah, yeah. So. Nice. Any other... Any other um, News, Mark, you got box office uh, numbers. Is Spider-Man still number one? I mean, I think I, I would assume so. It's been like eight weeks. Eight freaking weeks it's been in on the theaters and nearly $2 billion. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, actually, it's actually going. It's Jackass Forever. Oh, I want to go see that. <laughs> nice. Jackass Forever, man. Um and Moonfall actually beat him out over the weekend. Spider-Man was third with nine and a half million. Yes. I wish a moon would fall on Walt Coleman. God, jackass Sorry. forever. Sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> right? I think uh, Johnny Knoxville said this is like his last one. I mean, it's and like I think he could handle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, I think he's a father and everything. He's just got more important things he, he needs to worry about. Stop getting hit in the head and in the nuts. How old you know. is he? Almost 50? Probably he's getting he's up there. Just about fifty, almost. Yeah. I mean, I'm pre- from the previews. I see that they brought in like celebrities, like Machine Gun Kelly was on doing a couple stunts. So uh, I think they're, I think they might bring in a whole like new kind of era. I I would love to to watch the you know Jackass movies for years to come and just like like a whole new breed of people, you know, because obviously I don't want those guys to all like die off of like <laughs> brain damage, you know. So, but yeah, that'd be a good one to see. Oh, well, it's almost Valentine's Day. Uh, what do you guys got planned? Actually, usually I, Valentine's Day for me is not as important as the next day. It's my wife's birthday, so still still get something. You know, it's like my daughter's birthday that and Christmas. Too. Still have to separate it, you know. But uh, it's there's less emphasis on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. than um than that one. Sean, but your dating anniversary right is on Valentine's Day, so it's like a double. It win is. It still is. Celebrate that. Yeah, I mean, I, we have a uh, you know the dating anniversary i mean obviously having you know, the wedding anniversary which is a little bit more important but no we still <laughs> we'll find some way to celebrate it we got the little guys so i know it's not like oh he's getting some shots now hey whoever wants to babysit the little guy go ahead right, right you right, know yeah. but definitely got to you know make the wife feel special and you know yeah it'd be good once you have kid number two though you'll feel like that you know because that case don't be like you know older and then you'll have two kids and, and then at that point you're like please when does he get his shots or when does he get her shots please i just want to get out of the house you know yeah it's like like what everyone said when you have our first kid is like overly not not only say spoiled because you know it's freaking two month old it's more just like spoiling them with love and just wanting to be with them and the pictures and stuff and probably get, yeah probably, um, a couple anxiety attacks of like you know if because once he starts rolling or crawling, you know, it's, then he gets into things and then he'll, you know, God forbid, f- fall off the bed. You know, if he's like just chilling the bed and then 
all of a sudden that's like, the wait, next phase man that's gonna be the know? next phase for sure bro yeah it's i mean so. dude it's only within like a, it's these covid babies bro they're built different man this guy was on his back rolling on his front man like the first two three weeks i was like okay i like what i'm seeing athlete <laughs> nice nice what was that mark i said there it is yeah dude so i mean yeah hopefully we get to see the the little man pretty soon though for sure 100 percent, man for sure mark what's new brother nothing much man nothing nothing just chilling dude catching up on books too yeah Yeah. lizzie scored a goal nice and uh games already started no it's not games it's still like little kids soccer stuff but they have little scrimmages she scored the goal pretty cool yeah oh yeah the best after she was goalie she ran out of goalie and just took the ball and scored the goal it's pretty funny nice yeah danielle's in oregon so i had to run practice not by myself i had one of the other moms uh, help me out but yeah man trying to corral seven feral cats you know four and five year olds it's quite the chore but at the end of the day it's like you know after two weeks two three weeks now so it's like okay you know bring it in bring it in take a knee take a knee and they like actually do it now after like three weeks you know they're you know you can see the progression a little better like when i say okay you know like you know because a lot of them want to have their hands separated when they bat i'm like okay instead of instead of going up to them and physically moving their hands each one of them now it's like okay where's your hands and so now they go back so it's like you know it's like just pounding steps, it, pounding in, information and like repeating things over and over and over again. And it finally sticks. And that's not just with sports. That's with like, you know, hey, don't touch that in like socket. You know, don't don't mm-hmm. pick up that knife. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like eventually they'll learn, you know, so. But it's uh, like quite, re- quite, quite rewarding so far, I will say, even though it's like my youngest group I've ever coached before. <laughs> yeah, I told Danielle, thanks. Yeah. You just signed me up for life, you know, because if I'm going to grow up with Maddie or, or Cam, like in little league, you know, right. I'm always going to get asked to coach. And at the end of the day, if I have the time, then I probably will, will try to make the time to, to do that. So, but, um, you know, it's better than just sitting at home doing nothing, you know, coaching the so. kids, bro. He says rewarding, man, especially at that age, probably take, you know, take a little patience, but yeah, like you for said, sure, man, for sure. Start like banging that thing in the head and they start just learning things and they start remembering things. They start like, even like teaching each other, like the kids start talking to each other and stuff. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at this age, you know, they're four years old. I mean, at this, at, at this point in the game, you just want them to learn a few things fundamentals wise, just the basic fundamentals of baseball. But the main thing is just for them to have fun and like want to sign up for the next year. You know, you don't yeah. want to be part of the reason why they just stop playing baseball, you know, like make it fun and just loose and stuff. And then hopefully they sign up for farms or whatever the next step is the next year. And then before you know it, you have seven more kids who are playing when they're 12, 13, 14 yeah. years old on to high school, hopefully college. And maybe you've just started teaching the next Mike Trout, you know, you never know. So as coach Mike. So we'll see. Yeah, right. So we'll see. But um, <laughs> if there's nothing else in like the comic book and entertainment world, I think that's pretty much it for episode 142, man. Actually, I thought we were going to go over hell of time, but I mean, we pretty much kept the comic book short, you know. Um, yeah, we did a good job, and especially with four of us on here. Yeah. So, um, Sean, it was great to have you back on, and oh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you'll you'll get this lucky streak of the baby being down, um, and then you'll be on for you know. The, the, you know the rest of this time hopefully there oh, won't be like man. you know sporadic like random days you're not here but you know that's gonna happen so 
but uh but mark another uh, awesome episode with um with with alex uh congratulations again to you know the rams the Bengals. gonna be a great super bowl 56 this is our this is our third no technically it's only our oh no it is our third technically yeah so our third super bowl preview show of the combo he's podcast is in the books so i mean that's pretty much it for episode 142 fellas take us away Oh, man. Like I said, you know, the only comparison was a Jordan comeback. I'm very happy to be back. Episode 142, like Mark said, Mike said, and uh, no better feeling than being with my brothers, man. Fun episode, and it couldn't have been on a better week. The Super Bowl preview week, like Mike just said, going to be a huge game with the Bengals and Rams in L.A. No, I guess, you know, as a neutral sports fan based on who's in it, let's just hope for a good football game. Comic book wise, you know, obviously Mark is, you know, pretty much leading the pack and being updated with his books. <laughs> Mike and I have a little picking up to do. Yep. But, you know, we're going to keep doing what we do, keep chipping away, keep supporting Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. You guys got to see the man himself, Alex, tonight. Super cool guy, gets you what you need. And yeah, I think what Mike said was best. You know, I'm going to be in week in, week out. There might be a couple sporadic newborn moments where i might need to miss a week here and there but big picture you know i'm happy to be back case will be making some appearances to see you guys and uh hey i love you guys happy to be back for sure yes sir yes sir happy to be back um football is gonna wither away after this weekend but nascar is uh right around the corner with the 500 congratulations on another coliseum conquered by the conqueror of coliseums which that is joey ligano with uh, another like baby, that. with a baby born, a baby girl being born today. Actually, his third mm-hmm. child. Congratulations to him. The twenty-two and twenty-two starts off strong by winning the clash. So we'll see. But thank you guys uh, for joining us in episode one forty-two. It has been great. Um, check us out on all our social media at the comic bookies on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to email us, you guys know it's at the comic bookies at Gmail or the comic bookies at gmail.com. And yes, uh, you guys enjoy the weekend. Enjoy, you know, the Super Bowl and uh, enjoy reading these books. You guys, if you guys are behind like these guys, just uh, try to get caught up a little bit. I know it's hard. <laughs> But um, we all got these lives going, and they are very busy. But um, congratulations, Sean, on your baby boy. Congratulations on being back to the episode. It's the three amigos back in the saddle, and I wouldn't have it any other way, us three expressing our opinions and our voice for the world. And uh, thank you, fans, and uh, share it, and uh, drop a comment, and drop a five stars or, you know, however many stars you want to but we encourage five we thank you guys and uh this is uh 142 thank you yes sir yes sir so me and sean we select the rams to go ahead and cover this game a minus four to a four and a half mark is taking joe burrow smoking joe burrow uh to cover that game but yeah i mean this is it man this is what it's all about Super Bowl is here Super Bowl 56, the last game of the season. But, of course, as the tides change from the NFL, we get into spring training of baseball. Hopefully we have a season, I think. Uh, um, But, yeah, but NASCAR is here. Very excited about that. The rest of the NHL and NBA season is here. EPL and Champions League, all that good stuff and more to come. But, yeah, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. 
Make sure to subscribe and like the video. Share with all your friends. For those of you who are listening, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Android. We're on Amazon Prime Music. We're on iHeartRadio. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find the comic bookies. But from Sean, Sean, but for Sean and for Mark, this is Mike. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 142. Thank you so much for supporting. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics and enjoy each other. Peace out. Go Rams. Peace. Peace. And always enjoy this last football game of the season. For all you degenerate gamblers out there, remember, there won't be any meaningful uh, pigskin be playing until September upcoming in this fall. So enjoy Super Bowl 56. Peace out. Peace.